0: Welcome to the Front Court Female Podcast. I'm your coach, Jillian, and I pick you for my team. You win in the end, so get into the game. Hello, it's a sunny day, my window's open, and I just, I am just not about to close it because springtime in Chicago is soul-altering, and so if you hear background stuff, you hear background stuff, be present with me. I just had like an energy drink, so if I yell, that's probably why. Um, it's also possible that it has nothing to do with my energy drink because this topic is like so much feist from my end. My friends are actually like super familiar with me yelling about this, so big ups to them for never turning my volume down. So this topic, so I recently came to a revelation that should not have been shocking. (laughs) I took a little Instagram poll and asked people what takes the fun out of dating for you. Now I don't have like a massive following; I'm not super cool, but I got a hundred responses to this. Aside from the occasional troll, like I got a hundred. So. I read through them all and this really made me realize a few things that there is just there's basically not enough freaking fun being had in dating and this kills me. Like I just want to say it is basically my life mission to restore the fun to things and this especially the process of meeting new people and connecting. Okay, it's supposed to be so fun. I'm stressed about this lack of fun. I'm stressing. So the other realization that this doing this brought me was I, um, I saw that people's pain is very real in this area. Like I could feel the pain coming from the inside of every single response that I got to this question. And from the bottom of my heart, this is unacceptable. (laughs) I want to acknowledge this pain and also just start confronting these pain points So I wanted to do like short podcasts addressing this lack of fun that we are experiencing. (laughs) I want to be a source of like a million and one ways to reclaim your fun. This is a reclamation of your fun. I want you to rely on me to help you restore the fun. I feel a strong pull toward this. Um, And I'm doing kind of an overview today. I will add, I don't talk about like my relationship status specifically in my content because it doesn't matter. It doesn't change anything that I say uh, and and what I stand by. It's just completely like irrelevant to what I'm saying about anything. Um, But I do reference my past constantly because my story is like how, you know, it's now it's how I'm able to be a teacher in this space and be a champion of cultivating healthy connections. And I want you to know that, I mean, you could say (laughs) that my entire past was a crash course in what not to do. And I am equipped because of that to be here, but my current status remains kind of a mystery. I will say that I am an. Ex- I will say this, I am an expert at having fun in dating and connecting. And it's interesting because, like when when we break a cycle, we break a pattern. What happens, right? We get tested. So when I shifted into a coaching sort of perspective, I got tested in like every way. And one of them was I had this like inexplicable string of bad dates. Now, I was like fully ready for it. I was prepared, but I was also like, what the fuck? (laughs) But I took it as the test it was. And I stayed having fun. I stayed connected to myself and my goals and my purpose. Um, Even during like this couple of weeks where I had these like nightmare dates back to back. (laughs) But I was able to stay in this place. So I am able to practice what the shit I preach. And for this reason, I know that this is all possible. I will hear a lot of reasons why it's not possible to have fun in dating. And and I just want to be very clear. I know from experience that having a good dating experience among bad dates, among no prospects, um, it, it is not only possible to have a good experience despite your circumstances, but it can become a way of life. And alignment can become a place from which you operate 100% of the time. Like even when the world around you is seemingly chaotic and nothing but shit is being thrown in your face. Like if there's just some like proverbial monkey throwing shit in your face everywhere in dating you can still be aligned and still be leading a purposeful existence and regularly connecting with people in extremely positive ways only. So yeah, I mean, during my iffy dating periods, like I certainly stopped to examine what was going on. I observed that, you know, at times I had gotten a little sloppy with my vetting. So there was that. Like I obviously I encourage looking at the reality of your container and staying centered around the reality you know, of if you have a role in your dating experience, taking a nosedive. Like, you do not have to prioritize making everything convenient for people and being accommodating. If a phone call would make you feel better, then request it. If, if you need to know something before you go out with someone, request it. Request the information you want. Stand in your truth on that. But mostly, look, like, I, like I agree that it's not always preventable to have a bad experience. So this is really just about staying in a neutral state. This is about regulating, self-regulating, you know. And, um, you know, I I talk about this a lot. This is about setting a different goal in dating. I'm going to come across like really adamant about this. When you are feeling dating fatigue, and even before you get there, you have to set a different goal than relationships. Why? I mean, think about it. If you're going out dating looking for a relationship, you're getting you're getting disappointed a lot, you know, because not everyone is there. Not everyone is a potential relationship match for you. And more importantly, you're missing out on a lot. If this is the only reason you're dating, you're you're missing out on so many elements of connecting with people that could be really beneficial and fun just to your life experience. So here's the example, you know, that I used to make my goal bigger than a relationship. Um, I was I was dating to make connections, you know, to feel relaxed in the presence of a stranger. Um, and even if there was no connection or if there was like some big red flag or a non-negotiable deal breaker, whatever. I was 100 percent of the time able to come home and agree with myself that my goal is met. Like it didn't matter what I connected with someone about just that I did. And it kept me steady emotionally in a steady state. I wasn't like up and down, disappointed, excited, let down. I was steady state, even through the shitty dates, which I mean, they were like they were bad. (laughs) So, yes, I mean, I would just preface everything by thinking of a goal in dating that is bigger than relationship. A relationship is a byproduct of, you know, your skills that you apply to connecting with people. It's never the goal. It's not the goal. You're coming from a full cup. You fill your life with things that fulfill your spirits and you fill your own emotional holes with your own validation. We go through that. That's what we do as fearless females. We fill our own cups. We fill our own holes. That is our job. It is our job to like us, not someone else's. We do not need this potential person, potential date, whatever sexy person, we don't need them to like us, that's our job, we are only here in the space that we have left over for fun and connecting, set a different goal, see how you are able to steady yourself out, and really, I just like, I want, heads up, heads up here, you will be surprised a lot, like a lot of connections are going to surprise you, I promise, all right, I want to touch on another place people are stuck um, quickly, because I could go on forever, about this. Self-abandonment. Okay, something to be aware of. I have done videos of this on my YouTube, and like, because I need people to see my face, because <laughs> I feel so strongly about this subject. Um, it's just so common, and so I too used to leave myself in dating and relationships. How do we leave ourselves? Well, by not asking for what we want, by not asking the questions that we actually want to know, you know, by playing it safe, by playing small, we're not expanding ourselves when dating. Expanding yourself is asking something that you're curious about right off the bat. You know, being afraid to go too deep because you're, you're afraid they'll f- get freaked out. You're afraid they'll leave. You're leaving you. You're afraid they'll leave. You're leaving you. When you are not self-expressed, you leave you. When you act in a way that is not authentic in order to get a person to stay, you leave you. You also leave you when you are overthinking. Every text, every move, all the things they say, Okay, I want you to notice this and interrupt yourself. I talk about this called the me mindset. It is coming back to you when you are in the space of not being validated by someone, you know, meaning maybe they haven't texted you back. Maybe you don't know if you're going to have a second date. They haven't clarified their feelings. The me mindset is always there for you to come back to. You interrupt yourself. Oh, caught myself slipping. What am I doing right now that is important to me? How does my body feel? Like I've watched this show before where I obsess, where I overthink. I'm going to change the channel. That's the me mindset. You're shifting. You know, what, why do I want to text back from someone? Why don't I want to text myself back? What do I need from this person and how can I give it to me? I talk about this so much because your energy is palpable. Like, I'm not a foo-foo energy, you know, crystal reading person, you know that, but, but your energy is palpable. This is, this is what's behind the theory of dating multiple people also, because when you are in the mindset of meeting your own needs, you're not texting from a place of lack. You're not operating from a place of lack. You know, you're texting or you're communicating because you want to send the text and you want to communicate. You're not making it mean something. You're not doing it to obtain validation that this person is interested, wants to be with you, wants to see you, wants to stay in your life. Stop making everything mean something. OK, I just want to touch on that really quick. Operating from this place of lack, it it thrusts you into this like this energetic field that screams to other people, danger, I am looking for something outside myself. Like people pick up on this energy and, you know, if you are the type of person that does want to do cyclical dating, date you know multiple people at once, I, I understand that because of the fact that that is also, you don't, you're not operating from an energetic field of lack. We call it the pick me's. <laughs> and I know it's mean, you know, the people that are like, pick me, pick me, pick me. I mean, come on. That is an energy that, that people don't even, they don't even consciously register, but they do, they do pick up on this. Yeah. So I'm running through these points like quickly as an overview. Before I kind of zoom in on this stuff in the future, because this is a huge topic that I'm, I'm going to endlessly unpack how to have more fun. I Actually, think I'm going to like throw the word part one onto this and make it like a whole make dating fun again, long term series. <laughs> oh my God, it's MAFA. <sighs> okay, I am not going to call it that. I am not going to have like a red hat available. Like I will. Okay, okay. Uh, I'll, I'm gonna think of another name. <laughs> Let me get back to you. <laughs> All right, so here's another one that's pretty unfun. This is a thing that is unfun, and this scares people. All right, I want you to admit if you are looking for something serious. Okay, authenticity is an overused word and, frankly, an an underutilized action. I've already done like a podcast episode on how you're not going to get away with trying to trick the universe into giving you what you want, you know, with your ego dating. So I'm not going to like get back deep into that here, but I, I see and I, I cannot, I cannot emphasize how often I see this people pretending to be cool with what they can get. It's like sit in truth with yourself for a minute. If you're cool with seeing where things go or casual encounters, but you'd also be cool with commitment, dude, you want commitment. <laughs> like, ugh, I'm at brunch hearing this. Like, uh, yeah, well, you know, Jillian, I'm cool with the non committal right now because I'm busy. But if he would commit, I would too. Then I'm throwing my mimosa, like, well, what the damn hell? Like, you're putting on a front to yourself that you are okay with what you're getting. But what message is that actually sending? this is wild shit about humans. Like humans have extraordinary abilities galore. Okay. But one of their most extraordinary abilities to me is, is how they can freaking lie to themselves. No, I'm cool. Keeping it where it is turns into, uh, I don't know. Why hasn't he texted me though? And like, look, have compassion for entering truth with yourself, but know that this is on you. Know that this is on you. Your results are a direct reflection of not being honest with the mirror. And when you say that, when you say that to me, what this tells me is that you are afraid to seek clarity because you are afraid to be real about what you want because they might not want it. Or you're buying into the don't scare people away culture. You know, this is low accountability behavior. Okay, that's what that is, plain and simple. Own what the fuck you want. If they don't want that, they are not your person. Like this is so easy and it gets easy once you do it. It's like the reps at the gym. Say what you want once. Wow, God, that was hard. Say what you want again. Eh, yeah, that sucks. Say what you want a third time. Hmm, this is actually starting to feel fucking natural. <laughs> if you do want something serious, I want you to do this. I want you to actually say it out loud. Don't, don't feel like a silly asshole, okay? Say it out loud when you're alone. I want something serious. Now that makes it real. Now I want you to observe the the difference between now and before. You have made this statement exist in reality, okay? And that is a step into your truth. I say this to my clients all the time. You are not the same now as when you were living in the lie that you will take what's available. You have stated what you want. You are not the same. This is moving forward in a real way. Even if there's not some direct evidence in front of your face just yet. This is you choosing yourself and standing solid in your truth. This is your new normal. God, I'm already at twenty minutes. I'm trying to keep this short because I really just will never stop addressing this. There's a chance that I'll be like 80 in, in, in the nursing home, like, uh, you know, hey Gertrude, like you should Tell Frank that you want a relationship. You, your kidneys might be failing, but you have like two good years left and you're super worthy of owning what you want. Own your truth. I will say that as my last breath. Then the nurse that like cleans up my body will probably go send a text to obtain clarity in her relationships and it'll be like, yes, this is seriously the bane of my existence. All right. So I want to bang a thing out for some quick pick me ups for the dates you're going on this week. Let's say this. Let's say that you are feeling constantly disappointed and bored and frustrated in love. So there are four beliefs here that I want you to reframe. Okay, four. Let's go. Let's go. Number one belief. Dating is about finding the one. Okay, I want you to reframe that as this. Dating is about elimination. Mm, Yes, you heard me right. Ah. Let's get the I'm sorry out of the way, because sorry, I'm sorry, this is the truth. (laughs) Sorry. Most people will not be the person for you. This is normal. This is okay. You can now refer back to your goal of whatever was bigger than a relationship for you, connecting or relaxing, whatever your non-relationship goal is, because you can expect a lot of wrong people to pop up. Get rid of the wrong person faster. Oh my god, Matthew Hussey—he is so good. He has like um, a whiteboard drawing where he has like a hundred stick figures, and he starts Xing them out until he like circles one. So he does that to show you how much faster you will get to a right person if you are ruthlessly eliminating wrong-ass people. Like I don't need to tell you what's wrong for you because you know, okay, you know. I don't know what's wrong for you. What's wrong for a lot of people could be right for you. If you're here, I assume you are working on your radical clarity within yourself, you know, of your deal breakers, of your non-negotiables, and then your green flags and your turn-ons. Okay. I assume that you're, you're in the process of working on that. So, you know, when someone is wrong or something is off and you, you try to fit them into your life and mold them into what you want anyway, and you waste time, get rid of wrong people quickly. Let someone like showing you green flags become the one over time. And we're going to talk more about green flags. But look, like the point here is like, you know, dating, what dating is about. And it doesn't sound glamorous. So people don't say it. But dating is about eliminating, testing for compatibility and patience, 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 patience. I can't even say it five times fast. Patience, patience, patience. Okay, you could be one stick figure away from a right person or you could be 20, Enjoy the process and ruthlessly eliminate in order to do so. I'm sorry I had to say that. All right. Number two. Number two, dating belief. There are not many good options, especially because, insert excuse here. There are not many good options, especially because I'm getting older. There are not many good options, especially because of the city I live in. It can be anything, okay? Now, I want you to reframe that as... I choose to reject scarcity. I'm just tapping on your window here to let you know. You have a choice. You are a sovereign individual. You can literally either choose to succumb to scarcity or you can reject it. I know it's hard to believe in the unknown what you don't see. I know that you know, you have all this evidence stacked up against you right, from your past that you want to apply to the future. So let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. What is going to work for you? What is going to work for you? I don't care what you think is true. What is actually going to work for you? Like, does this belief system sound like it's setting you up for success? If you if you really think about if you think about what you want, okay, and what you desire, does scarcity fit into that picture or is it creating a hard limit? You know, the the relationship and life that you want to create is blocked by you not believing that it's possible. Okay, so like is this is this a good use of your energy? Anytime scarcity pops into your head where you're like, oh, I want this. But like me getting this is such low odds. The invitation there is to decide whether you are going to expand above this or whether you are going to keep playing small and keep using scarcity as the excuse for why you can't have what you want. Like if you believe that you can't have it, whatever it is, or, or that it is going to be so hard to find, like all, all that you're doing is writing playbooks for self-inflicted pain. You are like, congratulations, you're more committed to pain than alignment, is that, is that where you want to be? The alignment invitation is to look for evidence that your truth is possible. Okay, the evidence is there and you will find it when you look. Like, where in my life have things actually worked out for me before? You can even, and I do this with my clients, you can take a shitty situation, you can find what worked out in it, and you can leave the rest. Reject scarcity. No one can do this job for you. All right, number three, dating belief. Dating belief. I am always just going to screw this up. I very badly want you to reframe this too. I have so many receipts that I can use to not screw this up. Self-sabotage is defined by Dr. Alexandra Solomon, my freaking favorite. Self-sabotage is when we make an easy thing hard. When your behavior, okay, when your behavior gets in the way of you making connections, Like in this case, your tendency towards self-sabotage. You have to first recognize the purpose being served here is that you're trying to prevent yourself from getting hurt. So you're protecting yourself, okay, with this entire thought process. And, And I want you to stop rejecting the parts of you that gave you awareness and woke you up. If you hate the fact that you screwed up in the past, you're not accepting the fact that you've screwed up in the past is what's serving you with great purpose now. It's serving you with a great purpose. Stop rejecting your screw-ups and admit you needed them. You needed them. Apply compassion here, please. (laughs) Please, I'm begging you. I don't beg anyone besides the Detroit Lions, but here I am. I am begging you to be compassionate to you. When you hit that moment of, well, I normally screw this up, you, you now have a different avenue to take. You've been down that other block, okay? You don't need to go back down there. It's okay. Okay, swerve right and begin to develop trust in yourself from this place of self-sabotage that you were trying to reject. This is how you create safety within yourself to move to deeper connections outside of yourself. Create safety from the inside out. You are not your mistakes, But they are your freaking path away from self-sabotage. Walk it, live it. I love you. Your mistakes are precious, wonderful gifts and in no way predictors of your future behavior. Which brings us beautifully to number four dating belief. My past is going to repeat itself. I want you desperately to reframe that too. My past is not proof. My past is not proof. This is one of the most popular stuck places ever. And please hear me when I scream (gasps) that just because it has been a way for you before does not mean that it needs to be that way for you now. Yes, you were left to figure it out and fumble along. Yes, you may not have always had the best showcases of examples, you know, in your family of origin and your friendship circle. Yes, you don't get it when you watch rom-coms or you listen to sappy songs. Maybe it feels foreign to you because you really haven't experienced what you want yet. You know, if you have more questions than clarity right now, join the club. But don't let what you've witnessed in your story suddenly become proof of some kind of future doom. Like you, you, are, being, you are being invited to refine and reinvent and reimagine as you go. Look at your suitcase full of stuff right? Your emotional baggage, messy stuff. Open it and like get super friendly with it. And you know what? Just like leave it open. Leave it open. Because since you have gone through these experiences, you can now be a fucking rock star at this. Any other perspective and belief system that defaults you to, yeah, whatever's happened before is going to happen again in the future. That belief system is lazy and unproductive and does not work okay I'm a coach and I have a future focus but when I mean when people just want to talk about this thing they hated about their ex or this thing that they have done over and over that they hate that they do I'm just like is this where we're gonna live because this does not work I will tell you right now that this does not work this lazy default to well mm, uh, why bother you know why bother trying it's never worked for me before this does not work when you are looking for love Like everything that I said is like everything I said here in these reframes is simply a decision you make. It's all a decision that you make. And the door is open. We sit there in this prison of our own making without even seeing the open door sometimes. And like I can vouch for the people that I have seen who have walked the fuck out of that door, myself included, and their past was burned. Like it can all change for you the minute that you want it to. So leave this dusty ass narrative that your past is your future behind. Thank you. Look, I mean, when it, comes, when it comes to this, this is a really touchy subject and it's hard because a lot of people are looking for some kind of completion. Like a lot of people are looking to check a box. Like, yeah, once I get the person, once I get married, whatever, I'll be complete and I'll experience constant security. Like, this is why I love my conversations with, like, divorced people or even widowed people, because they've sort of zapped that illusion that there is completeness and security on the other side of a forever relationship. Like, if you are setting up camp in this place of, oh, I just need the person and then I'll be happy, like, you are leaving you. That is self-abandonment. You don't look for love for security. Like, you don't even look for love for certainty. <laughs> Do you really think that love is where certainty lies? I mean, please do me a favor. Don't date if you're looking for certainty because you're going to have a really disappointing time and it's going to be real frustrating for you. Like the more that we can open ourselves up to the truth that relationships are actually uncertain and no one knows what's going to happen, the more you can enjoy this ride Because the uncovering and the exploration and the possibilities around unturned corners are what is so fun. Dating requires courage and it requires imagination. I heard someone say before, dating is just hope in action. Dating is just faith in action. You are such a badass for dating. Like, please just vibe with your badassery in in stepping forward into dating. Relationships are going to split you open and introduce you to new parts of yourself that are going to fuck you up. And you say you want it, but then you stay guarded against it. So opening yourself up to love is, it is opening yourself up to pain at the same time. Please hold open the possibilities. Let me ask you a question. If you knew in your mind, if you knew in your body, if your knowing was unshakable that you are worthy, what would you choose for yourself? What would you step toward? What would you stop tolerating? What would you stop doing? What is a small way to start now? Look, you have got this, okay? More on this soon, more on this, because we are going to have fun, damn it. (laughs) Be good to you, please, and give grace to you as you are doing this dating thing. You are the biggest badass on the face of this earth. And the fact that you are trying is a service to yourself. Never let you forget it.